Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go, Devils! I, oh, I have a fan of, uh, I have to say I'm not a fan of Dan not being here doing the intro, because I, I, that just screwed me all up. But we are the Uncle Puckers. Uh, tonight, Dan is down in Orlando visiting Mickey Mouse and going to drag shows at libraries. Oh, wait, no, they're not allowed to do that down there. And Bobby and Tony are with me. Uh, how's everybody doing today? Uh, you doing, doing well, man. Ah, so... Are you guys like seriously going crazy like I am? Like I hate this time of year more than anything. There's just nothing going on. Like there's no, not even shit to talk about. There's no action. It's, it's, I, I it's, listened to you guys really last tough. show, and uh, you know, I, I gotta say I was I was bummed I missed it, but you know, you guys did a good job on the last show, and, I, and you oh, know, thanks, you guys Tom, about you're some, the best. You guys did, man. I, I listened. You know, I, I got All my right, download we'll keep in. them around for another <laughs> I got couple my weeks. In, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, I was bummed I wasn't there because there was... Do you guys notice that... We've talked about this before, but everyone's fucking dying, man. I mean, it is unbelievable. It, 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 like is, the, it, is, the, it is the ultimate statistic, Tom. It's really can't get away time, from Yeah, it. but at this time Sorry. in our lives, right? I don't know about you guys. I signed on to Facebook and it's just someone de- dead. Someone just... Everybody... Just people yeah. you know just yeah. dropping like flies. Paul Rubens. I mean, I know you guys talked about it the last show. I wasn't here, but that was... I know he was 70 years old, but that dude did a lot of shit, man. People, you know, we always think of him as Pee-wee, obviously. But he was also in, uh, what, Blow, Cheech and Chong, Mork and Mindy, Meatballs, too. I mean, this guy had a had a kind of crazy career. And, you know, with him, I had a lot of respect for the dude, man. Because the guy started, if you remember, he started out trying to get a job with Saturday Night Live and got declined. Um, so what he did was, basically, he was in this thing called The Groundlings in the 70s. Sure. Which was like this. That is Chicago. Yeah, and he started doing his peewee routine, man, you know, and then he gets busted, right? He gets busted in Sarasota for doing something that, I mean, it's what they do there at these places, you know? Are you so talking he, about when he was beaten off in the movie theater? Yeah, yeah. beaten off. And, you know, it made me think. I was I was telling my wife, which she actually didn't want to talk about this too much, but I was like, you know, I remember when I was in, so I grew up in Brick, right? So I moved to uh, Virginia, West Virginia, for a few years before I went to high school with you guys. So I was there West for West Virginia like and Florida. Yeah. That explains yeah, a lot. all over the place. It sure does. Over. So I went from Brick to West Virginia, and we had this kid in our school there for the, on the football team. He got caught doing this in the locker room, right? So this kid had a – I mean, this is back – at that age, he had a nickname. They used to call him Stroker Ace, right? People would pick on this dude. I felt so bad for this fucking guy. It's legit. And then yeah, he looked like I, 10 I don't years feel later. bad for him. <laughs> He's jerking <laughs> off later, in the though, fucking locker room. Just hold it off, son. Hey, but wait like, they end at one thirty. But you get older, right? And who cares anymore? Someone's like, why are you late? Oh, you know what I was doing. I was at home practicing. Nobody cares. It's like, and this guy gets busted for doing something that you do at these places. And I just remember when he came back, like, a couple years later on, I think it was the MTV Music Awards, and I think the first thing he said was, like, uh, heard any good jokes? Yes, and I remember that. And I had to respect this dude, man. And yeah, just... I love Pee Wee. Pee Wee Herman was a part of our childhood. I absolutely, you know, he will be missed, but that will be the last time. Tony, and I'm, I say this with the fucking seriousness, <laughs> that Meatballs 2 is ever fucking mentioned Meatballs. on this show again. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Meatballs, the original. What a it drop. Was, it was shit, meatballs. but it had Bill Murray in it. Right. Meatballs 2 had an meatballs. alien, alien named yeah. Meathead. So, so, meathead. Meat, meathead, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meathead, Meathead. It right. was the worst fucking sequel it had nothing to do I with the first one I agree 100 fucking percent man yeah so this is we've accomplished we've 
this is done, right? That's we it. will never mention Me Too ever, two ever, two ever again. Right. Now you're. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bait Dan into saying it next show. <laughs> <laughs> I, we gotta I, kick him off. I heard you guys had the word of the day. That'll be the word of the day. You know. But yeah, yeah it, know. that was such a terrible movie. Now Blow, he was fantastic in. That's a great movie. Cheech and Chong, um, Blues Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pee Wee was awesome. And I, I tell you, I, I, it's crazy how somebody who is, you know, he is as famous as they come. I mean, I think a guy that guy dresses up like Pee Wee anywhere he goes in the world, people know who he is. Nobody knew that he was sick, man. He kept that no. so close to his vest. Nobody knew he was sick. And that's, he put a letter know, up the day, I guess the day he was passing, I guess he gave a letter to somebody and I read it. It was just basically like, sorry, I didn't tell you. You know, yeah. thanks for everything, yeah. and that was you got to respect that because a lot of people sure. would probably be like on their Instagram all the time, being like, you know, and I get it, you know, it's a fucking shitty. Situation, yeah, you want your privacy to himself. Yeah. Uh, all respect. right, let's try and talk about other things so, not death related, Tony. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there, know, there is a hockey season that's starting in a couple of months, and yes. you know, let me ask you guys this, like. I get annoyed at the national media because when it comes to football because I feel like the Vikings are actually a, a lot better of a team than the national media likes to talk about. And Chris, I did learn about your cousins. And, I didn't really know much about him until I started watching that thing you recommended on Netflix. You watched uh, so, some of Quarterback? I got two episodes down, um, and I got one more to go. But, yeah, I've, I never really knew that much about the dude. I actually appreciate him a little bit more. Uh, I do, too. Josh Mahomes, though. I mean, I was watching him at first. Who's Josh Mahomes? Life. I mean, sorry about that. Um, oh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Who's sorry, Josh Mahomes? Is that his brother? Patrick, no. Yeah, I think oh. his brother who's a dipshit. And no, nobody likes his brother. Like, I don't know who his brother He's is. Always, no, do you know what happens is during the games, man, his brother will be tweeting out or, like, you know, putting a bunch of tweets out or whatever it's called, X now. X is now. Yeah, yeah. X. It took me, like, 25 minutes that day to find the fucking app on my phone. <laughs> I didn't know that, like, I was like, where's the bird yeah. at? And where's the bird at? And my daughter's yeah, so Mahomes. mad that the bluebird's gone. <laughs> She's yeah, what's, so what's angry up? I don't about understand it. it. Do you it's because Elon Musk is a fucking idiot. That's really all you exactly. need to know. Yeah, it's like, but yeah, I watched that, and I got to say, man, like I was, I was watching Mahomes, and I told my wife, I said, ah, you know, it's hard to hate him when you watch the guy. Like, I agree. But I watched him against some Raider footage, and I was like, ah, fuck him. <laughs> you know, no, he's in your great. division. I get yeah, it. I like great. Patrick Mahomes. And I'll tell you, I was never a big Kirk Cousins fan, but I have a newfound respect for the man after watching that. And just, like, we all knew he was tough. I had no idea how tough he was. And when you keep watching it, you see the beating that this man took last season. And he did, he missed oh, yeah. one snap all year. Um, he's the last episode, he got his ass kicked. The last episode, it was like... Uh, the Washington was game. Playing. Yeah, yeah that the Washington was... game where they won at the end. Yeah. Was... Now, uh, you know, they don't get the credit in the media. And that, that kind of annoys me. Now, the Devils this season seem to be the opposite. It is... And now we've always said, like, you know, we... We're, we've always been, like, you know, not thought of as, you know, we're just never in the conversation. Everybody always just thinks the Devils are def- defense, nobody likes them, blah, blah, blah. And we go back, you know, we always say, that, you know, we don't get the respect that we deserve. I think we're seeing the complete opposite of that now. Like, everybody is picking yeah. the Devils. And I don't necessarily, like, they're going to be very good, absolutely. But I get nervous when that many people are on board. 
you know, like, it's just like, you know, it's, I kind of feel like, wait, that's, that's, that's our team. Like, yeah. we're okay. It's Let okay. Let us worry about it's that. It's okay if we <laughs> say that they're going right. to bad or good or whatever, but you, you can't say it, you know, but everybody is on this bandwagon and it does make me a little nervous. It really like does. It. Yeah. I mean, it does, Did, right? Did you hear what Dubnik had to say on no. NHL tonight? I think it was about a week ago, probably at least. He said they they should put these guys on uh, pay per view. They're, they're going to be must see TV about the yeah. Devils, and that's true. He's not you know anointing them Stanley Cup champions, but that's a very true statement. So, I heard Andy Strickland say this week that he picked up. I think it was three teams that he think is going to win the cup in the next three years, and I know the Devils were one of them on there. And uh, you know that guy knows a lot of shit. I was really impressed. But everyone's saying the same thing is, and the biggest question mark we all know what it is. So you know. Well, let me let me yeah. let me bring that around, okay? And and. Tell me what you guys think. Now, when we got VTech last summer, we were all very excited because we were all done with Mackenzie Blackwood last year. You know, we did not, I didn't want this guy back on the team, whatever. You got Vanacek, that's fantastic. And coming in, the scouting report, uh, the knock against him was he's a very good regular season goalie, but if he gets too much time, he'll break down towards the end of the season and he'll shit his pants in the playoffs. And that's exactly what yes. happened. Yeah, kind of verbatim. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't just shit his bed in one series. He shit his pants in two series. He shit right. his pants against the Rangers, and then he pooped them again. Yeah, we're going to give you a week off. Yes. Get your head straight. You're going to start you again against Carolina. And, oop, how many goals you let in? Yeah. yeah so right. the playoff performance and the last maybe third of the season, Vitek was not himself. Not what we saw for two-thirds right. of the season. And he was remarkable. 30, 30 plus wins. You know, he, he played fantastic. And so the question is this. The team built the way it is. It is built to win now. Yes, we know that there are going to have some dudes up in the, especially there. I mean, we're replacing 50% of our defensive, our blue line. So it is going to take 20, 30 games maybe for everything to start clicking. But I think they had the offensive power to get them through that. No problem. But my question is this. Can the Devils win a Stanley Cup with Vitek Vanacek as the goalie? Now, before you answer, take off the Homer glasses. This has nothing to do with you loving this team. Put your analyst glasses on. We've all watched and and broken down enough hockey in our lives to talk honestly. Can they win a cup with Vitek Vanacek? Is a hesitation a sign here, I think? I mean, um, it must be. You guys are not sure. I Listen, I was so excited when we got him, mm-hmm. right? And um, for what he did, again, during the regular season, uh, that was warranted. Um, I had heard about his playoff you know, performance, but I also recall it being a very small sample size. Right. So I was willing to kind of throw that out. It did happen again uh, twice, like you said, two different rounds. Um, I think under normal circumstances, I'd be able to say, "Listen, you know, these kind of things happen. I, you know, it doesn't mean it's going to happen again next year." He's that goalie's still in there, you know what I mean? That guy who can make those saves is still in there. So what's the difference? So for that reason, I'm going to say yes, we can in the modern day NHL. But <laughs> I'm old school, and I go with my gut, and my gut says it's not a money goalie in the playoffs. So that does worry me. 
So you you're you're leaning you well real quick tone you're leaning no they can't win a cup with Vitek. No, I listen, gun to my head, this team can win a Stanley Cup with Vitek. It would just be quite a lot harder if we had somebody with you know, a little more playoff experience or a little more I don't know, that Mental edge. Mental fortitude. Yeah, there you go. And what about you, Tony? I'm not, you know, I'm not sold that they can, actually. I'm not ready to, I mean, and I know we've talked about this before, I'm not ready to write off uh, Vanacek yet. You know, the guy's only played 131 games his whole career. If you look at his actual overall record, he's got, what, 74 wins, you know, I mean, 33 losses. But we know what he can do. his age, but look at his age, right? We, We talked about this on past episodes. Sometimes goalies develop later. So if he's, you know, at, a big thing is now if you have, if Vanacek doesn't, if Vanacek plays like he can during a regular season and Schmidt is as good as we can think he is, could be, that tandem right there, yes, we can win the Stanley Cup, I believe. Problem is, we've seen, obviously, this playoffs was a, was a rough one. We saw basically the goaltending fizzle out. But I do believe that if it was just, if this just happened out of coincidence, that this just happened to be really bad timing, with that tandem, we can win a Stanley Cup. And I think the tandem is the thing. But I'm not willing to write off Vanacek yet. Okay, so what would it take for you to say, no, they can't win a Stanley Cup with Vitek? Another, another shitting the next, bed in the playoffs. Next playoffs, yeah, that would right. kind of be like the, what, yeah. you know. And, and the concerning part is, even though I said we, we could, it wasn't that he got beat in the playoffs and outplayed. The volume of goals that went in was ridiculous. I have never seen that in all my years watching play. And Schmidt had a couple games like that, too, where it was like, like seven and eight goals in the playoffs is unheard of. Yeah. Also, remember the you know, team also folded kind of during those a lot of those games. Yes, and yeah, but here's the thing: like you, you, the team can't play. Uh, you know, for, yeah, they the team didn't play great, but the goalies gave them no chance in the losses. Like they had no right. chance. Like before you, I mean, in you're, the Rangers, the first two games, right. were, you know, three, four, nothing. Before you Except fucking, you know, Schmidt stole. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, then those buildings got involved, and that aura just yeah. came out, man. And they then, weren't winning those games. And then game three at the Garden, Akira Schmidt comes in, plays lights out, gives the team a chance to win. Took an overtime to do it, but he gave the team a chance to win. Vanacek didn't do that at all in these playoffs. And Vanacek right. had his struggles big time against Carolina, too, but... That mental fortitude he definitely showed in that Ranger series. Vitek, for some reason, just seems like he can't do anything in the playoffs. Now, I like both of your points. And, and Tone, you make very good points. It's only 130-something games. Goalies do develop later. How many underperform? Like, we didn't have just one underperformer in the playoffs. We had a lot of, like, where are you guys? Sure. Guys that even got under the blank. Like, there was guys that we don't even talk about that much who had a pretty rough playoff. And that makes me... A little bit nervous too, because you know how many more years do they need till they're they're ready to win? And I don't just mean that like the team's built. Like when these players actually know we're ready to win a cup and we're going to do everything we can to do that. Last year was a lot of feeling out, a lot of you know guys' first time, and and in the Ranger series, I thought what happened after that Ranger series was the complete opposite of what I thought. I thought. They're going to beat the Rangers, and that's going to put a rocket up their yeah. ass, and they're going to move forward. It took everything out of them. But we did and, say that could have happened, right? We were like, yeah, it's either yeah. Go one I didn't way or think another. it would. 
I didn't think it would, right. but, but yeah, you, you guys did say that, and I didn't agree, and you guys were all right. Whoever I know you said it, Tone, that there is that possibility that it, it's just going to be way too so much. much energy put into yeah, the Yeah, too much emotion, thing, you know? too much everything for this young squad. And that's where having that goaltender that can just settle shit down comes in handy. Now, I don't think that this team can win a Stanley Cup with Vitek Vanacek. I really don't. It's just I, I, how bad he was in those playoffs worries the shit out of me. Um, now, Schmid, I, the verdict is still out, and I think it's unanimous on this show, the four of us really like Akira Schmidt and really want to see him uh, you know, be the starter in a couple of years, the number one. But there's talk of, you know, we've said it a million times, talk of him starting the, the, in, in Utica. and who, who they, I just think that if you are really think, if you're Tom Fitzgerald, that you have a good shot of competing for a cup this year with this lineup, I just think you got to maybe do something in goal. Because I just worry that we're going to have a 110-point year, first or second in the Metro. I, and I think you could do all these things with Vanacek. I think you can win the Metro with Vanacek. I think you can even possibly win a President's Trophy with Vanacek. I yeah, think you could remember, be the Remember, without best. Vanacek, we don't get to the playoffs last year, I don't. I believe. I, I, I agree with you. Sure. I, I agree with you, 100%. I think you can do all those things. But what is it that's that mental block with this dude that come playoff time, he forgets how to play goal? Um, I don't want to go into the playoffs next year and be bounced in round one or maybe round two because our goaltending just wasn't up to par. It's like you only have so I mean, I know that everyone's, oh, the window's open, you know, the window's just opening. Okay, well, you know, Connor McDavid hasn't won a cup yet, has never played for one. It's been eight right. years now. If you don't make, and what's the one of their big things? The blue line and the goaltending. I just worry about the Devils getting themselves in that kind of situation where I feel like you know, and I don't, Tom Fitzgerald, if this year we had the same problems come postseason, he would definitely, you know, do something next summer to, to straighten it out. The other thing that worries me, though, is I don't want to go and trade for one at the trade deadline. I don't want a new guy coming between the pipes at the trade deadline, teams figuring out how to play in front of him, all this other shit, fucking chemistry up. I don't want that. If you're going to make a move, I'd rather them do it within the next 60 days before training camp starts. What do you guys think? If you're going to make a move? Well, I mean, do you think that it's something that, like, are you okay this year with running with Vanacek? Do you feel like it? this team, do you, well, here, let me start with this. Do you think that this team right now is built and ready as is to win a Stanley Cup? I believe the team is built and ready to go very deep I actually can see them winning the Stanley Cup but I I wonder more if like you know we always say in in Fitzgerald we trust right I wonder if he's like legitimately can sit back in his office calmly and say we might do pretty pretty well next year but I, I don't think we're ready for the cup until 2025 and that's when we'll get the goalie before and give the goalies like another year this year like I wonder how the mindset is because I'm sitting here as a fan going we can win the cup next year and you do want it. Um, yeah, I don't... I no, but don't you're know, right, man. though. I mean, you have to look... If you're a general manager of a team, or you're in any type of management with a team, you have to look at everything, and you have to be honest with yourself, you know? I mean, that's a right. big part of it. It Does he... Is there, like, you know what? We are very young. You know, 
maybe a, another big run in the playoffs to really maybe another this team has further. to lose again before they yeah. figure it out. Maybe not. Um, and, and, you know, it's interesting. You know, and maybe I like what you say, Chris, about the chemistry thing, though, because that is one thing. And people, I know a lot of people think you know you have to get the best players, all this and all the time. And, but it is about not messing up. That uh, we talked about Boston, right? When they started adding guys at the end of the season last yeah. year, and it could fuck up the chemistry. I mean, you, you, you know, it's about in goal. placement. It's a puzzle. You know, you got to get, you know, at ninety-five season, right? Peluso might not have been the best guy here, but. This guy filled that spot. Everyone filled like a puzzle, and I think the chemistry is a big thing. If you can get that chemistry right, you're fucking jealous. I'm all about the puzzle pieces too. I've I've said that before too. But also, I'm I'm about like the statistics where if you are just even just a little bit better than the guy below you, could change the game. So like if you're a goalie that gives up, you know, 2.5 goals a game uh, versus a goalie that's you know 2.1, well that one or two points over a long period of time is is it's another win or two yeah um in the playoffs but the the problem where that analogy doesn't even work here is we're not talking about taking vanacek from a goals against average of three and hellebuck to two we're talking about a goals against average of seven (laughs) and like so yeah you really can see where you want to maybe close that gap let's see a guy like hellebuck i like i know i'm i'm i would love you know three guys that i would really be Super happy with if we went and got. And one's and, gone now, right? Well, well, I, I, Swayman, 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 and Olmark are, are one two that I would be totally fine with. I mean, whether or not Boston decides that they're going to keep both of them this year, or if they do decide to move off of one of them, whatever. Um, I saw talk of uh, who was it? It was um, oh, Hollabuck going to ah, shit. It was one of our one of our teams. I can't remember. I got to find the article, but. Um, I just think that like those two guys would be fantastic, and I'm only saying that because there has been rumors that maybe Boston is looking to possibly move one of them. I really like Swayman and Hollabuck, but Hollabuck I think changes the dynamic of this team. I mean, I think that when you put a guy the caliber of Hollabuck behind that, in, in, behind the, those guys, I just think yeah, they can win a cup this year if they all stay healthy and things work out with him. I mean, this guy faces anywhere from 35 to 40-something shots a night. He's not going to see that kind of rubber uh, with the Devils. You know, the Devils, even with the young D, like just the way the Devils play. You get goal support. They can definitely score goals. Uh, They're going to just hold on to that puck for the majority of the game. What's Hollabuck have to make? 20, 25 saves a night? I mean... Is a piece of me that's like this dude should have shutouts every night playing for a really there, good team like the Devils. There's no denying that you had a top five goaltender league. It's going to catapult any team. Sure, it can do even more for this team because, like we've said, this team can overcome a lot of mistakes. So we're not asking you to steal every game. We're asking you to steal one once in a while. Right now, that's now, all we need, and then be solid the rest of the time. Think about this: like we had the greatest goalie in the world of all time that played for us. And he Blackboard, played on yeah. teams that just, for the most part, didn't score Sean goals. Which, right. Yeah, you love yeah. your Burke. But Brodeur played for mostly teams that just they didn't score goals. I mean, I remember the first game I ever saw Brodeur play was 1993 or 94. It was against the Lightning, and it was a 3-2 win. Like, that's Brodeur and the Devils in that time. It was 2-1. It was 3-2. He was just making sure that, you know... He didn't give you anything, and we uh, he knew this team could only score three goals. I can only let in one or two, and he did it most nights. Nice, yeah. 
we never had. Now picture how good the Devils would have been with this offense, uh, with Brodeur backstopping them. Now I kind of feel I'm not comparing how about to Brodeur, but that caliber of goaltender, that a guy that is just like you said, top five it's in the t- league. It's a touch above. Yeah. yeah. That is just that good with a team that can score like the Devils do and possess the puck the way the Devils do. I, I just I I keep going back to Hollowbuck. I keep going back to I, I hate the idea of paying a guy that kind of money, a goalie. I really do. Yeah. But and that's what I've been against the whole time. I mean it's not his skill level. I've ever every episode we've said I've said the same thing. The money's just the it scares me at the end of the day when it's gonna fuck up the devil's war in a couple of I'll years. tell you what it'll probably fuck up. If they were to go and get Hollabuck and sign him for any Mercer. kind of term, it's going to be Mercer. There's no way you're going to... What would you say, Bob? You can't. Yeah, it's going to yeah. fuck up Mercer. There's, There's no way you're going to be able to pay Mercer five, six million dollars a year and pay Hollabuck eight and a half, nine. Now, as much as we all love... Because well, fucking Mercer, you know, look at him. He played every game last year. I believe he played every game. The guy is is only going to get better. He yeah. He in over 20 goals last year, and it's only going to exceed. So I'd hate to see. I know this. I know it would feel good this year coming up, but I believe that we have so much more to see out of Mercer because he's had so much. I've never seen a guy with that much hockey sense I, in the last couple of years come up out of the system. This guy just knows. He has so much hockey sense. In I, I, I love him. But here's the other thing. Like, he has this year left. If um, Fitzgerald wants to try and sign him to an extension now, he can. And we don't know where Mercer stands. Mercer might want to say, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna play out. I'm gonna you know, have this lame duck season. I'm gonna play my ass off, and I'm gonna go get paid somewhere. You know, six, six and a half, seven million dollars a year. That's what he's lo- if that's what he's looking for. I'm, I'm. I, this is yeah. reckless speculation. I don't know what Dawson Mercer wants to do." But I'm saying, if you're Tom Fitzgerald and you think there is a chance that this guy can walk, or he's not interested in looking for an extension right now and is waiting, and you're just sitting there, I, again, hate to get rid of him, but if that's a piece that you might have to move to get a guy like Hollabuck and then be able to afford a guy like Hollabuck, well, all miss Dawson Mercer, but if in the next year or two the Devils win a Stanley Cup, you're going to just... That changes everything. Yeah, it changes everything. The Cup changes everything. In in an ideal world, if you could... Do like a bridge with Mercer in the four million dollar range, and get a guy like Hellebuck for a three or four year, so the math can work out long term. So then, when he's getting ready to leave, now Mercer gets his six seven million dollars a year and stays with us for another seven. That would be great, but that's fantasy type stuff. Yeah. You don't always know how that's going to work out. I'm really concerned about paying a goaltender eight and a half nine million dollars a year. So am I. But I will say this to you. Right now, I think there's no reason the Devils can't be considered a team that could challenge for the Stanley Cup. Does my guess say they're going to win next year? Not really. I think they could be awfully close. If they won it, it wouldn't surprise me. But if you told me tomorrow we signed Hellebuck, I will now be surprised if we don't win the Cup. So That's that true. is kind of the difference. I mean, What do you guys think is the biggest – so so this offseason, right? I mean, if you really had it and if you really think about it, what is the biggest thing we've done this offseason? What's the biggest addition or – you know, so not not go subtraction wise. Let's go. What do you think is the? So there, there's a guy I think that that I'm I'm thinking that is really going to have a hell of a year this you're, year. You're thinking an under the radar guy in Toffoli, aren't you? Yeah, I yeah. really am, man. I mean, this guy if he could put up thirty points, it's a great pick thirty goals in Calgary, right? This guy could be a thirty or forty goal scorer for us. I mean, sure. I'm really. I mean, you're replacing what you got, Sharon Govich, and a pick, right? So I mean, you you got you stole this guy. I mean, this could yeah. be a really a move yeah. that. I was reading an article. Um, it was based. I forget who wrote it. So um, 
It was, should the devil, should Fitzgerald sign Toffoli to long-term deal now? Um, and, you know, he made his points for and against. I thought about it. I, I don't think that you should sign him now. I think you got him for this year. We do have a deep pipeline. We have, yep. let's see how this year goes before we start handing out $7 That's million, why he's a perfect $7 million fit contracts. That's one right. year. Yep. Right. And if you feel like, you know, maybe through March and this guy's got, you know, 75, 85 points, maybe, you know, 25, 30 goals and he fits in with this team and everything's good and you like what you see, then you could say maybe, you know, in the, in the wintertime, hey, look, you want a two-year extension, whatever it is. I, I think you got to see what you have. I do think it was a remarkable pickup and completely off of everybody's radar. Like, totally. Tyler Toffoli was not a name I heard to New Jersey. And then out of nowhere, I think he can have a massive season. And the, the, what I, again, playing out in Calgary, it's not like we watched it, these guys a lot. But what I've seen of Tyler Toffoli, he's going to fit in very good with this team. I know? agree. Yeah, I mean, who who would have thought that we were going to wake up one day and there's another, like, 27-goal scorer right? thrown on the wing? It's like, Jesus, how can we even do that? It, so, it really is. like awesome. And the lineup is so so nice that it kind of goes under the radar a little bit. You kind of you know you start looking at like you look looking at use. You're looking at you know this and that, and it's like, but there's this guy who can have a really big year this year. Because Tatar, I think, put up twenty. Yeah, I mean, you're replacing Tatar. Veterans good. I think he put up twenty goals last year. This guy is going to put. I believe that Tafoli is going to put over thirty easy. I'm shocked that Tatar has not been signed yet. I really am. Uh, yeah. you know, and I, I I think that there could still be a case made that he comes back to the Devils. Um, you know, if you got no other offers, come you know training camp, and if you are looking take at, a low salary to come join, and if you you know you invite these guys into training camp, maybe Holtz isn't showing you what you want to see, and and you know maybe Foot needs another year down in the AHL. I mean, if you could throw Tatar on with Hala and Pilat in that third line, that's a hell of a checking line. That's a really good checking line. Sure. Um, is. And so I I think that's a possibility, but I think the biggest move done this summer is Timo Meyer. I mean, oh yeah, we have Timo fucking Meyer. You know, we name all this other stuff, and then you have Timo Meyer. Yep. And, you know, like you said, Jack Hughes, Tyler Toffoli, this team is very loaded. And I just get anxious because I'm like, if we don't do something in goal, we're going to waste this year, and I don't want to waste this year. Yeah, I agree with you, Chris, because that's the biggest move to me because we gave up a lot to get him. There was no guarantee. He's a very high salary guy. You really got to, that's got to be a perfect marriage. Yeah. Because you got a guy who wants to make a ton of money. You got a team that Jesus just wants to freaking win and win the cup. And uh, to get it done and not and get not have that cloud. Imagine if we didn't get it done. We oh, we my God. Gonna, there was a period talk. of time during those exit meetings that we were yeah. like, I don't You, you know do that. know that the old devils, like, like how nothing ever goes our way. Like, like this never would have happened, you know, in another another date in the past. Like, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, like yeah. even, like, you know, I remember getting Dougie Gilmore, and we were hoping that he'd sign, and he walked, you know, and it was like, this shit never happens to us, where a guy we comes here and likes it. Now. What's that I think most of us on the show, we didn't we didn't think we'd logistically have the chance to sign both Timo and Brat. We were yeah. like, I think it's going to be one or the other. I think we've said that a few times. Maybe we didn't all agree with it. It's not only said both of them, then we turn around and get to Foley too. Yeah, and we're still talking about a goaltender. That might be something Fitzgerald's not even thinking about. We don't really know, but 
And well, I think he's that, you know, our name comes up and players want to come here, right? We're, we're not used to this. Like, now it's like New Jersey's a spot where you're like, hey, I could win a cup here. Especially yeah. if you get two years, shit. I mean, like, I'm not sold that we're going to win this year. Of course not. Like, but I do think we have, I think it's almost 50-50 that we could win this year. I mean, I think it's going to be a couple things that go hand in hand to get us to that. But I believe that, uh, you know, if I'm a player, man, New Jersey now looks like a place that I want to go. Well, I got, I got a chart here that might back that up a little bit if you guys are interested. Just yeah. uh, let me, so It's just about the amount of money spent by each team this offseason. Well, let me just make this one quick point, and then we'll go yeah. to that. Because I, I think that we all sit here and we thank Tom Fitzgerald for this wonderful team that he's assembled and how excited we are for this season when really, not just him, Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes being a fucking team player, being a dude who's like, I know who I am, and I'm worth twelve million a year. You can take your eight million and stick it up your ass. No, if I pay you eight, then I can build this team around you. And what do you really want to do? I want to win a cup, and that's it. Jack, and then he can make the statement like he made, sign the deal. Yeah, he knew what he was talking about with his players. He he will get paid one day. Oh yeah, oh yeah. His second contract's going to be huge. But the bo- yes, you're right. He yeah, this can is a, this is a legacy say, player now. Yeah, He's, yeah, yeah. This is a guy. He'll get who, the Crosby money and he'll retire here. He wants to be deal. the greatest yep. devil ever, and he yeah. probably will be. Um, yeah. But yeah, that. But him being a guy who understands Absolutely. the business and knows, yeah, eight million. And I'm more than know, happy with that. I know we brought this up before. I've said it specifically. We haven't had a player like that since Martin Brodeur. Yeah. He did the same goddamn thing. He could have left for $4 million more million a year back then, and he understood, hey, I'm still making a ton of money, and we can build a team, and he got two more cups from it. Yeah, and I mean, that's it. That's what it comes down to. superstars to do that. Eliash was the same way, guys like that, yeah. man. Yep. But you don't get in the hall, Hockey Hall of Fame because you got the most money. And that's yeah, the that's fucking right. truth, you know? And, and, and guys like you know that, and I think he needs to be – uh, extreme, like we got to understand, like he is a big part of this, man. Just because he's just a fucking consummate team player, I love the kid. He's the guy. Yeah, like, there's just no doubt about it. Yeah. He is. He's he's yeah. Jack Hughes is pretty fucking cool. Uh, I mean, I'm so happy that he's on this team because the character that he brings to this team makes the Devils cool. I and loved it from day one when he was like 17 or 18 at the draft, whatever it was, just the way he was yeah. like, let's go, baby. I loved his brashness. I yeah, loved, I right actually, away, people were already be digging into this guy. I'm like, Liam Maloney's an excited young kid. He knows he's going to come in. He knows he's going to be the face of the Devils like for years. I'm not going to lie, though. I he's like great. his fucking, when he does the, when this guy gets interviewed, man. Do you ever I see love it? It. This guy does not want to fucking be there. It's funny as shit almost. He's just like, I just want to play hockey. They're yeah. just like, and then when you ask him questions, it's like, yeah, I just just put me on the ice. Like, I just, yeah. it's, it's kind of cool, man. Yeah, I mean, nothing we can say about Jack. Uh, nothing but love for Jack Hughes on this show forever. I mean, he's just fucking amazing. But so, Bobby, what if do you he got? wants to come on the show, go ahead, Jack. You I would love to have Hughes yeah. on this show. That'd be fun. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll let his brother on too. They could both. That might be reaching for him. I don't know if he wants to, you know, take it down a notch. Well, on account that we can't get anybody on the show, I highly <laughs> doubt that Jack Hughes would come oh, on. It's happened, but baby. it is an open invitation to number eighty-six. I mean, you and Dan got me and Tony. That's, That's true, right? That's true. <laughs> and I got Dan, so yeah, I guess we're good. So, good. all right, Bye, what do you got, Bob? No, just a, the simple thing I saw about the most money spent this off-season by team. Does anyone want to guess what team spent the most? Toronto Maple Leafs. All right, let's see. The Toronto Maple Leafs are... Wow, I can't even find them. Hold on. 
No. So they're not number one. They are in the third tier. Okay, let me let me keep guessing. With forty-one point nine million spent this offseason. Anaheim or LA? Okay, Anaheim is close. They are fifth. How about okay. Carolina? With 105, LA is fourth with 109. Carolina is oh, yes. second with 140 million point nine. Carolina, huh? Who's three? Number three is the Islanders. Okay, at that kind of makes sense. They're Sorokin to that big deal. And okay, so yeah. we're, we're still don't know who number one is. It's not the Devils, is it? It, it is. is the Devils. Okay, ah, all right. The Devils, 154.7 million. Committed this offseason. That's a lot of money. I've never seen that before for a hockey franchise. Uh, there's nothing much else that stands out here. I mean, the least amount spent was Dallas. They've got a pretty solid team. Um, Kraken looks like they're around 10th. I think Dallas Pittsburgh. is going to be very good this year. Yeah. And, uh, I got something for, for sure. you guys. What do you got, Dan? You uh, Dan Tony, sorry. I miss I Dan. I, I'm not very good. <laughs> I, 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 I got Dan I'm on my mind. I'm not very good with the English language, so, uh, you know. But um, I got this thing off. It was uh, There's a couple of these around, but I pulled this one from HockeyFood.com. That's uh, basically the 15 worst fan bases. Right? The worst. Like, 15 the worst, worst fan Like, yeah, do they mean, like, let me just ask. Like, do they mean worst fan base? Annoying like, as fuck. Okay, that's what I'm asking. Like, not like, oh, not they, don't, they don't show no, up no, for no, the right. game or they no, don't support the team. You're just saying fuck. they're that assholes. That would be the Panthers, I would guess, in the regular season. But yeah. uh, do you want me to go from... The, the top down, or you want me to go back? Well, how many are there? Go up 15. to one. There's 15? All right. I, yeah. Uh, yeah, so go 15 to up to one, right? Okay, we'll start guessing when it gets closer to the Yeah, top. we'll wait till we get to the top, like, five or six, we'll start guessing. So, you know, this team, I actually was at a game a couple seasons ago, um, and the Devils were playing them. I went to go see the Devils, me and my wife. The Devils were down 3-1 to one in the going into the third. And these fans were talking so much shit. Like, you know, I mean, it was just like, it's a kind of a cocky fan base, and I get it. I think they feel kind of entitled to it for the last few years. I think you guys know where I'm going with this. Oilers? So the Tampa. De- Tampa. Tampa. Oh, the Devils okay. score. The Devils pick up four goals, win the game. I don't know if you guys might remember the name. Mercer scores. Sharon Govich had two. Blackwood actually played that night. You know, Those fans were so fucking, like, they couldn't, how are we losing the jersey? They're like, because this is when jersey was kind of, the record was not that great. I think we had, that was the seven goalie year, I believe. Okay, so that was two seasons on. ago. Yeah, so it was two seasons ago we were over there. But Tampa is not number, number 15, and I kind of get it, because they've been done nothing but win lately. You know, I mean, I don't know what you guys think about their fan base, but. Well, I don't know much of their fan base. I never went down to their games, yeah. but, I mean, the ones that we used to see at the, the Rock, or not the Rock, or the old uh, Continental, like, nobody, like, really made any kind of fucking, uh, you know, I, I don't remember them. Like, nobody made a, any kind of difference in, in my game experience. But I, I, I see, though, that Lightning fans are a lot like Patriot fans. Like, it's already like the Patriots haven't been good in a couple of years, and they're seriously like all their Patriot fans. And I work with a couple are like, ah, these, I can't fucking believe this. We suck, you know. Like, dude, how many Super Bowls do you need? Shut up yeah. and let other teams freaking win. Nobody is going to feel bad for you and your six fucking yeah. Lombardies, all right? So yeah. off. And uh, I feel like. I'm seeing that with some Lightning fans now. They'll call in and they, you know, that they lost last year round one to Toronto, and how could that be? Well, you can't win the cup every year, especially when you're getting older. 
Well, see, and they got a fan base. They sell out that stadium. They sell right. out that stadium. Yeah. Every fucking game. They got a fan base that have seen basically nothing but winning for a long period of time, and a lot of young people that have no idea what comes at the end of that to almost every team. Yeah. You can hang on for a while, but ultimately you're going to have a rebuild. You're going to have several years of just bad play normally. Well, they're they're kind of heading that way. You know, I gave you guys uh, – real quick, I gave you guys some, like, preliminary questions before I gave you guys the first 15 that we did the other night. Well, on the second 15, here's a preliminary one. This is on this list. Do you think that the Tampa Bay Lightning have another Stanley Cup run in them, this team at built as is, like within the next couple of years? Do you think they can make another run, or do you think they're done? Uh, with Vasilevsky and Cooper as the coach, I can't say they don't. They can't put something together because that goalie is he is a guy who can carry you. Um, he is a superstar goalie. Like he is the superstar goalie in that league right now. Yeah. So I, what do you I think, think he I'm could, out. I, I mean my gut right away was no. There's just too many other up and coming teams that are just starting to take over and, and gain the momentum. But he's got a great point. It's kinda like Rodor in two thousand twelve. Like that was awfully close. You know, I, it didn't I, happen, but it was awfully close. But I think, I, I, think they do. I don't see it. Oh, I, I do. I, I can see them making an, a cup final this year. Like, I see a world where that can happen. Like, they, they still have the, the guts of the team together. Cooper is an amazing coach, and Vasilevsky, like Tony said, I, I just I don't think they're cooked just yet. Uh, we'll see how this year and they're goes. they're a team. They're close, They're a team though. that people want to go to. They are a team that they are on one of the top on the list because just because of the living conditions around there and yeah. Tampa itself like if, as a player you're going to live very well there the weather's nice year round they just like it um, but I, I remember going to the, the Tropicana Field where the Rays play used to be called the Thunderdome when I first moved to Tampa um, that's where they were playing at. they had Darren Poopa in goal Roman Hammerlick you know yeah sure but the team always had fans you know, I got to say they had a great following. I remember when they went to the playoffs against Philly. Yeah, Tampa's um, a good they, sports city. Yeah, it is. It, it does it, love its sports, you know. All right, so let's go. we got number 14. Number 14, a team that we're going to grow to hate, I believe. Um, and Eric Halla caught some shit this week or last Carolina. week for wearing a bracelet. Carolina. Yeah, Carolina, right? I mean, love the Whalers' memories, but I'm not a Carolina fan. And uh, I, I mentioned 14. this a couple months ago. I've hated them since, like, like 2006 or whatever, ever since that playoff series. Yeah. I just cannot oh. like them. Yeah. Just, we said separated by a decade, right, or more, and I still don't like them. It seems like they just have our number in the playoffs. It's weird. It does, and I, I do think, though, they're going to be within the next probably four years, there's going to be, I think, a couple of really, really good playoff series between us and them because I think they are two of the best teams in the league. But I think that Carolina's window is starting to close a little bit, and I still – I know they picked up uh, – who they pick up? Uh O'Reilly, right? No, a lot of shit. Yeah, no, they, did, yeah. no, not O'Reilly. He went to Nashville. They, they, Who the hell did they pick up? They picked they up like up. a big, a decent winger. I can't remember who it is or a centerman oh, forward. God. But uh, anyway, I, I still don't know where they're getting their scoring from. But I could agree that Carolina fans are assholes. I'm cool with that. Let's move on. Yeah, they may become a the next couple of years. They may be more of a rivalry than the Rangers for us the next few years because the Rangers might be going the opposite way a little bit, right? The next but we all team, know their fans really, are assholes. So yeah, the next team. I don't really know much about their fans. I've worked for a few of them back in the day, and they were okay, but uh, St. Louis Blues. Yeah. That surprises me a little bit. Uh, and they, this is not our list, everyone. This is just one I'm reading. So right. Yeah, what's this list from? Give a, give a shout uh, out. Hockeyfood.com. Okay. Uh, so okay, so St. Louis, I, I could, you know, I guess I could see that. I mean, all fans can be assholes. I mean, we were assholes when we went to the game. Sometimes, you know, I get and that. This will pertain to the next one. This will, this will be the next one, actually. But Christian said we were assholes back in the day because, and I, I'm going to say this: I love my Devil fans, my friends who are Devil fans. I, you know, but 
I do. Unfortunately, with the Uncle Pucker show, I am on Twitter a lot or the other formats of this thing. And we could be annoying, too, because the New Jersey Devils are number 12 on the list. Yeah. Annoying fans. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you an annoying Devil fan story. It's we a badge at, of respect. We were at a playoff game, right? It was me. It was myself, Bob. Uh, I think it was just me, Bob, and there was one other dude with us. I'm not going to mention his name on the air. I know who it is. Yep. And we were playing Toronto, and it was... Uh, Remember it like yesterday. Yeah. So a bus was there, like of all Maple Leaf fans. They were, well, because our age, we were like in our you know, early 20s, 23, 24, right? So we're in the parking lot of Continental, and everybody's drinking. They got fucking music playing, jumpy houses, and all kinds of shit around the stadium. And there's about, I would say, 15 Toronto fans sitting on the curb in front of yep. the... Just having they, a good time. You know, had a flag. They were really, you know, they were having fun. The one guy we were with grabs a fucking bottle of beer, shakes it up with his thumb over it, walks up to these guys. Unprovoked. And, unprovoked. And sprays them all with a fucking beer. Now, Bob and myself, were mortified. Like, yes. wh- wh- are you out of your fucking mind? Like, what are you doing? Like, we bought them beers and we were bullshitting with them. And luckily, we wound up hanging out with them, yeah, dude. Luckily, they were, cool. they were super nice and we had, we had a good time with them and stuff. But, yes... Devil fans are assholes. Uh, there you go. There's a first-hand sure. account. And we almost got thrown out because of another game that I was at with him, and I think you were there too. I was there. The Skittles, and he was throwing Skittle Skittles incident. at the yep. back of some fucking, whatever, whoever we were playing, and they were a fan of the team That's at the back of the guy's awesome. head, just being a douchebag. So, yeah, Devil fans. I mean, as we're literally telling him too, like, dude, cool it. Like, there's really right. no reason to be doing this at all. Right. You know, like you jaw, but you jaw and you make it fun. You have a good time. You know what I mean? Like you want to talk shit, you talk shit, but you have I don't fun with know, that other person. I don't know that anyone's had more friendly conversations with rivals than we have. Yeah, in I agree. Devil's games, like we just get into it and talk it out, and it's just fun. I like, to and then you can rib them for real. You right. know what I mean? And that's why I like talking to rivals too. Like, how did you get into being like, if, especially if you're in Jersey and you're wearing a fucking coyote? you know, Jersey and you're at a coyote game. And I'm like, I I like to pick those dudes brains. Like, are you from there? Like, how are you a coyote fan? Like, and you you know, you find out that they're just people that love hockey like us. And they're just cool people that you want to hang out with and have a beer with. But yeah, some fans are just douchebags. Yeah. There's like every, every team has them, man. You know, I see it all the time. I always hate, like I would go to some lightning games or I would go to some Panther games or, you know, flyer. And it's just like, I would bring like, say if I bought my nephews with me, right. just, I'm like, man, these people are just, just leave us the fuck alone. Like, like, you know, I get it. But. Philly, Philly has to be number one, right? I mean, we're well, Philly's okay. So Philly's actually, we could go right into this. Philly's number eleven, and this wow. is a team who they got some memorial bracelets to them, right? And they were throwing them on the ice because they were pissed off. This is the kind of crowd that's like, even the Eagles, like, there's actually like videos on. They always throw off. shit. Yeah, yeah. that's what they do. That's their rough, thing. Yeah. It's a rough group, right? I mean, yeah, you don't. I mean, you know, living where we live, like if you were going to Philly to watch a, a game and be a fan of the opposition, you just go in street clothes. You don't wear your jerseys. You just don't need the bullshit, and that's it. You know, but and if they score or a touchdown or a goal, quietly cheer to yourself. Don't make a spectacle of anything because they'll throw you off of the balcony into the fucking field. Yeah, they don't they tell you don't wear your jersey to the stadium. Yes, they're not nice. You know? All right, so Philly's now, a Bobby, definitely. aren't you surrounded by? You're surrounded by Flyer fans, aren't you? I'm surrounded by all of them. I gotta tell you, like I got a quick uh, Philly story. 
So I was given tickets to go like when I first moved there. So something like oh seven oh eight, right around the time where the Mets tanked and they wound up winning. So it was like this big thing. Sure. And I was still smoking back then. They had like a roped off kind of area because it's you know inside outside and right. you know baseball. So I was just there minding my own business, and there was like three or four kids that just started jawing at me from like the other side, and they're just cursing at me. They're telling me to leave. They're like they're legitimately starting with me, and they're approaching me like step by step. And I look for my buddy. He's nowhere to be found. He's getting a hot dog or whatever. I'm like. I am legitimately here alone right now. I'm looking at other people around. Nobody's doing shit. Oh, and God, he's like, man. four younger kids are just literally coming up to me like they're ready to swing. I said nothing. I was just wearing my Mets jersey. I think we were losing like 7-1. to one. Like, it didn't even matter. And, you know, thankfully, finally, like, somebody, like, my age now, right? Mr. Back Mr. then Mets was like, came out and saved back it up, you know? I was just like, holy shit, like, I'm doing nothing. I'm about to get, like, jumped over here. Yeah. So, yeah, it could be pretty rough. I won't. I won't take my kid there. Um, for a Devils game. I said, you want to go watch hockey? By all means, I'll throw on my USA jersey. We'll go down there. We'll watch hockey. We'll watch any game. You don't watch a Devils game? We're going to Newark. Yeah. So I've been to Philly's I don't want, games, I don't want to hear the joint. My kid. Are. No, you I remember the hockey games are awful. I know the it never used to be rough. bad, dude. I used to go to Philly's Mets games because it was cheaper and easier to go to. So I was quite surprised when I was like, yeah. literally in trouble. <laughs> they just, they can't help it. It's like, it's just, it's born and they're bred that way. It's like, you know, if you're from Philly, you got to fucking have a love affair with Rocky Balboa and then talk shit to anybody at a sports event that's not wearing a fucking Eagle Flyer or Philly jerseys. Like, dude, they're just assholes. And it's a, and they're like that all everywhere in Philly. Like, they're just, you, there's assholes and I hate that city. I just, uh. When they won that Super Bowl recently, I just kind of uh, like turn off, turn off ESPN for a, you know, for a while. Uh, usually I'm a Raider fan. So usually on Monday I turn off ESPN anyway in Sports Center. But yeah. <laughs> when they beat us in the NFC Championship game in '17, man, that was fucking brutal. That was real brutal. But anyway, let's get back to your list. Yeah, let's get up. Yeah, the next one, uh, Uncle Lou. You know, and I got to say, Island. Islanders, yeah. Fuck Joe Fano. So first of all, I'm agreeing right away because Joe Fano is an asshole. He is an know. asshole. Not uh, a wait a minute. Of... Wait a minute. I'm Joe Fano. Not a friend of the <laughs> show. Joe Fano. Not um, a friend of the show. Not at all. These guys, I mean, you know, they're burning Tavares jerseys. I get it. But the guy spent like nine years there. But I get it. But, uh, you know, I, yeah, I could see it, right? I mean, I'm more, well, I, yeah, I guess I have to be honest. I'm more of a Ray and, like, I deal with the Ranger fans more growing up. But the Islander fans, I, I remember them. No, it's New York. It's, it's like a small pocket of, like, their yeah. own world out yeah, there. And, yeah, and, like, Long Island is, is just, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's such a weird little part <laughs> of New York. Yeah, it's what? like, it's like these, just, it's, it's gross. And to, yeah. the fact that there's even a hockey team there is weird. Because, like, yeah. there's no, like, city of Long Island. Like, it's just houses and suburban area and like i i don't know it's just weird and and plus it's part of new york so yeah of course they're assholes that's right joe fauna we're talking to you pal all um, right who else we got next, where are we the next team Fano, and i'm right the next here. team the next team i get kind of i mean i don't really i don't you know i gotta say they're the pregame's kind of a little overdone um vegas and they have just won a Vegas. Cup. yeah so yeah. i can yes. see those oh. cockiness there. i can they see those number one they have i think suffered, i know who right? number one is yeah, I think we all know. Um, uh, but they haven't suffered enough. You know? Oh, number one. Oh, who hasn't suffered enough? Vegas? The, no, Vegas. Yeah, they, okay, they, they okay. Wanna, yeah, they've had yeah. success. You know, they, they've been yeah. successful. I'm not going to give them any shit. I'm not going to give Vegas yeah. fans any shit. They've only been around for six fans. years. How much yeah. of an asshole can you possibly be? You guys won the cup. You you have room to be assholes. You know, like, yeah. look at what this franchise did. If you were a born into being a Vegas fan, you know, you look at your six years of existence 
You've done nothing but just kick the shit out of all the competition. Those yeah, fans deserve literally. to be assholes. Yeah, right. definitely. The next one, uh, you know, I don't really know. Another team that I actually don't mind the team, uh, Ottawa. I haven't experienced enough with their fans to know right. they're number seven on the list. Okay. Um, the next one, I have to agree because I have a bunch of fans, friends that are fans of this team and have given me shit since we didn't, get, we didn't draft Mario back in the day. Uh, you know, obviously Pittsburgh has done a lot of winning. Um, you know, through the Yager, Crosby, uh, Mario days, like there were some cocky bunch of, you know, I know firsthand, so I don't know what you yeah. guys dealt with Pittsburgh too much. You know, back in the day, they would get a nice contingency of Penguin fans showing up at games against uh, the Devils, you know, they, they'd always come in nice groups and shit. I don't really know. Yeah, it wasn't them. overwhelming, it was, it was definitely groups. Yeah, like, I don't remember yeah. them really causing any trouble or being assholes, no. but all right, no. we'll give them that. We'll trust this so list. So now we have five left. So remember, guys, so far we did Tampa, Carolina, St. Louis, Jersey, Philly, Islanders, Vegas, Vancouver, Ottawa, Pitt. Okay. So number five here. Do you guys want to guess on this? or do you? All want right. to well, I, I, I can tell. How about we guess the last like the five? Top, another, another three, okay. yeah. We guess the five, and then we, yeah. we, it doesn't matter what order. So I think, like, yeah. Bob, we can kind of agree, right? Rangers have to be on there. Rangers have to be there. Toronto. Uh, Toronto has to be there. Canadians. Um, that would actually surprise me just because of our experience. But, yeah, I could see how that would make this list. Yeah, okay, they act like they're, they're the fucking end-all, be-all of hockey. Um, um, all right, so that's three. I, I would say Panthers, but they only have LA? fans when they're good. Panthers are not on the list, and you're correct. Yeah, because they only have the fans when they're good. Um, L.A. or Kings, Dallas, maybe? I'm thinking? Dallas LA's, could be a good one. L.A. is not on this list, and i got to tell you, huh. L.A., before they started winning, I don't think anybody really... Kings fans were just showing up and having drinks. What about Edmonton? Would they be on this list? They are on this list. All right, so five. they're in the top five. five. So, right, so, so we we're going to say that Montreal, Toronto, Edmonton, the Rangers, and who's our fifth? So we need one more. Yeah. So I'll give you guys some hints maybe if you want. All right. Fans are always bitching. Well, how are we doing with our four? Are we on the list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so, so got, we're just missing right, the one. That's good. There's one. So they're always bitching, these guys, and they have been successful. Um... They, it's an interesting group because uh, they, they've, like, I think they've argued to call the players racial slurs. Like they fucked up Sisu Ban eventually at one Buffalo. time, too. No, not Nashville. Buffalo. Oh, it was Buffalo who's he was playing with? Boston. Oh, oh shit. Duh. Absolutely. How do we miss Boston? Yeah. Of course. Boston Bruins. Oh. Yeah, Boston Bruins. Shame on us. I know, right? They might even be one. <laughs> I know. That, that's, that's rough. <laughs> I have to apologize. I did miss one, guys. Number eight was, which I was actually in this city when they played Boston in the playoffs that year, um, and 2011, and we left like three days before the riots. Was Vancouver's on that list? And I can oh, tell you yeah. what, when I got to Vancouver, when I went to go change in my money, um, they told me they said, "Listen, if the Canucks win tonight, go out. You'll have a blast. If they don't win tonight, stay in go your home. hotel. Yeah. yeah, and don't wear visiting jerseys." They said. So that was the, I totally skipped over number eight. But you're the right. Fucking Boston is public service announcement for all people coming in travel yeah. advisory to Vancouver tonight. <laughs> if the Canucks yeah. lose the game, lock your, your doors, will be crawl into your fucking bed, and find a weapon and pray for your life. Yeah, yeah, we were there that funny. week when they were playing Boston, man. And I remember we got home back to Florida, and I looked and I said they were rioting. It was just you know. Yeah, that's just stupid. This is stupid. It's a fucking it's game. Absolutely it's a stupid. game, dude. Whether Relax. you win or lose, don't burn the fucking cars. Like, there's no yeah, for yeah, it. yeah. That's a good good point. It's a rules to live by, right there. Yeah, win or lose for the uncle puckers. Don't burn <laughs> yeah, down your neighborhood. 
<laughs> See, there That's is right. positivity on this show. All right, um, so so I'm going to say so that. So now I'm you're at Boston, number five. So what's number four? All right, no, uh, number four is Edmonton. Yes, Edmonton number four, nice. which you know they do ever since they got McDavid. You can do, there's a cockiness there, right? Which you get it. I mean, they they have, but they are number four on the list, and we don't deal with too much Edmonton fans, as we no, know. No, not really. So that would make the Canadians number three because it's no, got to be that was, in New York. Oh, really? Yes, Canadians number three. On I was going to have them at number. So two. now we just got to decide, Chris. It's which got New York was... number one, or are we going to Toronto? I'm going to go one? New York, Toronto. I have to agree. They think they're the New York Yankees with their history, right? But they're not. And that's they're not. the fucking New York Rangers. Um, and we grew up with these guys. I mean, shit, dude. I remember 94. It was like a nightmare to go to school that week when they got eliminated. Uh, I, I always felt like, even as you know, sports-wise, football, baseball, hockey, I always thought the Ranger fans were the biggest assholes in high school and Tom Scherzer growing up. And uh, I can't. I totally agree, man. They won one cup since 94, and they seem to be like looked at like the big brother. And we've won three. And, like, you know, I always say that. It's just yeah. it's the Rangers. No surprise. I mean, yeah, fans. I, yeah, Bob. I've said this bitterness before, but I mean, it wasn't like their first three with almost nobody in the league too. Like it's, I almost like I love the original six. I get it. Like I'm a hockey purist. I love all that. But let's let's be realistic. Like get past that error and those cups before you really start stacking up to like what you've done in your history. Because if I'm playing against just five other teams for twenty, thirty years or whatever it is, I mean. That's just a totally different game than 32 teams. Well, and, and I know they won the cup in 94, but remember. If you we just don't yell into them. the microphone, bud. Oh, shit, dude. Just I, keep it back if, a little bit. If, if, if we would have won that 94, they wouldn't even have that one cup since then. So, I no. mean, you know, that was an overtime. No, but they do, happen, and but. their fans are unbearable most of the time. Like, they're just unbearable. You can There are a few Ranger fans, especially older ones, that I can have good conversations with. But the younger ones, you can't have a good conversation with them. Um, as far as, like, if you look at the Stanley Cups of the original six, the Rangers are dead last. Like, out of the right. original six, you don't even have... you. Can, when there was only six teams, you sucked. When, you, know, you weren't as good as you when thought you were. there was 12 were. teams. Exactly. Now that there's 32, yeah. you're, you know... Look, the Rangers can go on a run this year. I can, say, I can see a world where the Rangers win the Stanley Cup this year. Sure. I just hope to whatever it is that I pray to, that they don't. Um, you know, that's all. But I could definitely see a, a world where that happens. They're a good team. I hate that they're a good team. I And you can tell it's not our list, so they'd be number one. So, But Toronto fans, I can see being bigger assholes. Except for ones that got beer sprayed in their face. They were very nice. <laughs> but nice. I, I know as a whole... Maybe they, they took the bus from, like, Cherry Hill. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, they're not even, they weren't even Canadian. They were right. just like, no, we, there's a school bus, dude. We're, we go to school right over here. Um, you know, but they do... You, you know they have the biggest contingency of fans, like, especially in, like, western New York and that area of Canada. And they absolutely live and die by the Maple Leafs. Like, their fans are... They're crazy. Like, they just live, die, the sun rises and sets up Brendan Shanahan and those Maple Leafs asses. I couldn't live like that anymore, man. Like, I wasn't no. joking when I said a couple of seasons ago, or a couple episodes ago, that, like, regular season games would keep me up at night if we lost. Like, yeah. back when we were winning just all the time. Like, I can't... 
I can't have that kind of dedication anymore, man. That's just crazy. You know, you realize that like it's fun to be into the sports the way we are when we were in our twenties and we were going to a lot of games, whether it was hockey or baseball. And and you you know you have a good time and it's fun. And when they lose, you do you kind of take it personally, and then you kind of grow up and you realize that it's just a freaking yeah, game. And I only guys, take it personally now when I pay to go to the goddamn game. Well, that's why I, I don't. Like, that's why I don't Christ, go to that many sucks. games. That's yeah. the main reason why I don't go to many games. I'm Hundreds like, of dollars to see like a blowout loss right. is very hard to swallow. Exactly. I'd rather just sit home and then I can just flip the channel if it's a yeah. 7 nothing blowout Put the Vikings loss. on and feel good I about mean, yourself. Yeah. Me and my wife are paying at least 200 bucks when we go to a game between the two of us. Right. You know, I mean, that's like, it's at least 200 bucks, you know, and that's, and that's even, in, I know, I think in Tampa it was like, there was times to go see the Devils where it was like 70 bucks to sit up on the roof. Why, why do you think I make such a big deal about opening day yeah. for me and a crew to go? Because now we stay over too because we're old as shit. So I can't be like drinking and driving home and anything like that. So we got the hotel, we got the tickets, we got the gas, we got the tolls, we got the the fun. You yeah. know, before the beers are fifteen dollars now. Like this is no but, joke. Like I have to save up to do this. There was nothing better than a playoff game. You know, beautiful weather, driving up to Meadowlands, having twenty dollar tickets for a playoff game. Parking for like seven dollars or six dollars, or um, get there before four, or get there before four. And if it was a Saturday night playoff game and it was beautiful outside, and we would have three or four cars, just nice little area, thirty packs of beer, music hacky on, sack. hacky sack, football, yeah. whatever, frisbee, and everybody be us, our girlfriends. Most of our girlfriends are now our wives, but yeah, um, you know, we thank God we, mine back then wasn't. No, thank God. <laughs> But uh, we, you know, we had we had a lot of fun, and I miss that. And I go up to the, the Rock, and it's beautiful arena, but it's it misses it completely takes you away. Like going to bars, and they're busy, and twenty dollars for a beer, and all that. Like no, like being able to tailgate was just one of the best parts about the Devils being there. Um, like I said, I love the arena, but I'd be going a lot more to, to a lot more games if it was at the Meadowlands still. I think here that's one thing that kind of sucks for me is like, and that's what's great about like us doing this show together. Like, you know, we all grew up together watching the Devils, and here no one—that's the one. It's like a double-ended sword. So, say the Raiders get slaughtered the night before, the Devils get their ass kicked. No one fucking knows around here. Mm-hmm. I go out. I'm in Lithuania. I go out. You know, I, it's just <laughs> right. everyone has a Yankee hat on here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we are, like, everyone's got a fucking Yankee hat. Uh, my wife, I always joke around, like, I guarantee you they don't know that they lost again last night or they right. played again, whatever. They don't even know that they're... These people can not pick out New York hat. on a map. Unbelievable. Everyone's wearing a Yankee hat. But, yeah, no one really... So it's kind of funny. I, I it's One thing about here is you don't really... You're not going to run into a Ranger fan if you get beat the night before here, you know? It's like, right. they only, it's basketball. Yep. You know? It's like, but... But you do miss it, man. I, I, I definitely... I went up to... So I was at the games. I was up in Jersey maybe, I think, two seasons ago. And Chris is right. It was. Uh, I went to Reds, which was a cool place, but man, I just, go to Reds every time. It's, it's, it, everything's. It's not even Reds, so it's not just that place because it's very cool there. It's just pricey to games yeah. now, man. If you want to, I, my kid was so small at the time when we bought Samantha. I don't even know what it's like now because I just remember it was like it's pretty, pretty crazy. It, it's pricey as it is. I got to tell you. I mean, you're still way better off at the bars beforehand than buying anything. Well, inside. absolutely. Inside and, is absolutely. And, and they do a good. They do a really good job with roping off the roads and making it more of a party it's atmosphere. Fun. Everybody's yeah. outside. I, I, they do a good job, but I miss those days of the the Meadowlands well, and I the tailgating. And, oh yeah. 
Dude, we had our like, we even had like our spot. Like, yeah. We always even knew exactly yeah. where we were going to park. Exactly. And we, so. I mean, because we were going, like, we would go to like ten regular season games, and as many playoff games as we can afford, basically that fit with our schedule. But it would be like, it was so cool to be like Friday night, didn't even plan on. All of a sudden, the phone starts ringing. Like, you guys want to go up to a game right now? Because you could do that. You could just yeah. buy a ticket last minute and if we get were, up there. My jersey was in the car at work in Princeton. I was like, yep, meet yeah, you there. And if you if you planned a game and you know everybody had different work schedules, it's not like we were all driving together. We'd all meet there, and this was before yeah. cell phones and shit. But yeah, you knew exactly where to go park. Like we'd pop a core in different spots. Whoever was there first to just make sure that nobody took the spots, and we'd always have the same spots, and we'd have a blast. It was that so was much pre pager too, wasn't it? What's that? That it wasn't was pre pager. I sure. I mean, uh, no, it wasn't pre pager. No, no, okay. maybe it was. I don't know. But I do have one thing I want to go over. This is kind of a cool read. This was written by Dan Rice from Pucks and Pitchforks, and it's the New Jersey Devils milestones on the horizon this season. So he went through like most of the players, and you know whatever little personal career milestones they might or definitely will surpass this year. So he writes, like, when the regular season officially kicks off on October 12th at the Rock against the Red Wings, here are some personal and team milestones that will be in grasp for the Devils. Nico Heischer, 22nd, and Jesper Bratt, 25th, will likely crack the top 20 list of most points in franchise history. Jack Hughes is 41st on the list, two points shy of surpassing Taylor Hall's 208 points. Um, wow, that with, was quick. And with six wins this season, Vanacek will pass Johan Hedberg to move into 10th in franchise history. Kevin Ball needs 34 games to reach 100 NHL games. That's a nice little milestone. And he needs 11 points to reach 25 career NHL points. <laughs> he needs a, basically <laughs> needs 25 points to get to 25 points. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nate Bastian needs 37 games to meet 200. He needs one goal to reach 25 and four points to reach 50 points. Jesper Bratt needs 11 games played to reach 400 NHL games. So he'll That's definitely crazy, break that. that yeah. Crazy. And we were at his first game. Yep. Yeah, he needs 26 assists to reach 200 NHL assists and 14 points to reach 300 NHL points. Hamilton needs 49 games played to reach 800 NHL play- games. Wow. Hamilton will he'll get he'll get a thousand games. Wow. Yeah, he needs fifty five points to reach five hundred career NHL points. That's a nice milestone, and thirteen goals to reach one hundred and fifty goals, uh, which is nice. But five hundred points that's that's a nice little milestone. Eric Holla needs twenty games to be reach a hundred games as a Devil. He needs 19 points to reach 300 career NHL points and 24 goals to reach 150. Nico Heischer needs 19 games played to reach 400 NHL games already. 14 points for 300 NHL points and 23 assists for 200 assists. Jack Hughes needs 56 games to reach 300 NHL games. It tells you how much Nico Heischer has been injured. Needs 13 goals... 13 goals to reach 100 goals. That's we'll blow that out of the you know out of the water this year. 80 assists to reach 200 career NHL assists. Everyone's got some nice milestones. Curtis Lazar, he needs 47 for his 500th NHL game. 100, uh, he needs five points to make 100 points. 12 goals for 50. Marino needs 47 games for his 300th. 18 points for his 100th point and 32 assists for his 100th assist. 
And that's basically Timo Meyer. 28 games played to reach 500. He needs 70 points for 400 NHL points. 37 goals to reach 200 NHL goals. 33 assists for 200 NHL assists. It's a pretty big year for these guys. Yeah, and about 20 guys to get their first Stanley Cup. That would be yeah. amazing. <laughs> how many I'm really guys... interested to see how Kala uh, does with the at the rivalry now, just between Hall and the Hurricanes, because there's yeah. a whole thing going on there. Now, now tell 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 us what it is. What what is it about them that they don't like Hollow or he doesn't like them? What what tell the audience what what's going down with that? Well, there's a, there's a bunch of history when he was with them and he left and stuff. But there was a new thing where I guess a fan supposedly, if I got this correct, gave Hall a bracelet that said the Hurricanes suck. And uh, he was playing golf last week, I guess, and uh, I guess he would Twitter a picture of it out, and it just caused up a storm. You know, and there's been a lot of. If you go back last year, I remember when I, we first got we watched Hollis start playing. I was watching some of the old press stuff with him when he's with the Hurricanes, and there's a lot of animosity there. For some reason, he is a guy that he's almost like there's. It got that vibe of the Severson vibe where the fans just didn't like him at the end. Yeah, um, okay. It's kind of got that deal going on. So these, yeah, he he is definitely a target in their eye now. And I think it was last week that photo came out. But that just, yeah, he actually. That's awesome. Yeah. It is a little weird to wear that, though, when, when they beat us. So I, I can see how that's a little but it's deep. Like, I can that, see the Carolina fan base getting behind that. And, yeah, like, you can see how he's kind of them. setting himself up for some yeah, shit like, by doing. They that. destroyed us basically. Yeah. Like, we tried to make yeah. it look good, but in reality, it didn't look good. That that was not good. Yeah, uh, I'm with yeah. you. Uh, you know, he. he yeah, I kind of get it. it. You shouldn't have really tweeted out and, and get annoyed that you got this no. shit. You should have. If he's wearing it shit. last year during the playoffs, I get it. Yeah, like, cool, I mean, I think he should wear it all the time, and because he was on record as much as possible. I don't think he got annoyed though. I don't think he gives a shit. That's Good. Why he's just kind of I, I, I think mean, I remember the interview where he was like, "I don't really know why they hate me so much." He's like, "I was traded here, and you know, it just didn't work out, and I signed somewhere else after." He's uh, like, he, I so he just so Eric like, Holla just loves gaslighting. Carolina fans and trolling them with fucking Carolina sucks bracelets. <laughs> Apparently. He might now be my favorite devil. That's awesome. <laughs> he, he's like the Jonah Hill of fucking hockey players. Doesn't take much. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, and I, like, and I think it's with him, like we were saying. It's not even nothing to do with the devil. His time with the devil. This is going way back. This is like a, there's some deep rooted stuff with this guy. Which is awesome. Like if you're a professional. Cool, let's let it ride. Yeah, like if you're a professional athlete, like to have an opposing team and all of their fans absolutely hate you, like you know you're doing something, right? Number 22. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like uh, <laughs> that's how Jack Hughes is working towards the Ranger fans right oh, yeah. now. I feel like yeah. he's really getting under their skin. Yeah, they. Taunts them. It's crazy how much he scored on them. Yeah, like I was, yeah. I was watching beautiful, like, uh, this, beautiful goals. This little uh, yeah. thing, NH, I think the Devils put it out um, on on X or whatever, uh, and it was like just some of like twenty of Jack Hughes's goals last year. You know, it was just like this little collage, and I couldn't believe how many of them were against the Rangers. I was like, holy shit, dude! He just scores on them at will. I, you know, you forget about the little details, but you know, yeah, the he, game where he shook the emblem, the Devil's emblem, mm-hmm. like the yes. the glass. Oh. Because I can watch that all think, day. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Who do, you, who do you guys think was... I have to say it was Lemieux with Detroit um, with the hit, you know, obviously. The one on Draper? The most, yeah, what do you think was the most hated, like, a player going into a building and during our time of watching? Because there's a lot of guys, right? Like, we hate Avery. We hate all dudes, like a lot of those kind of guys. But I, think I really hated Avery. Hated. I mean, He's Avery was now. a special kind of scumbag. He was. That, that Yeah, that was a different case. He was yeah. just, and he's in trouble because, remember, he was talking shit about Marty. 
from some pro problems of Marty's personal life. And now, if you check that, I won't even mention it. If you go to just Google Sean Avery's name today, and there's right, a bunch of shit going on with him. Uh, he's in some domestic violence bullshit with his. Yeah, uh, you kind of could see, totally see that coming, though. Yeah. You know, just the but way he, he played. He was totally talking shit about Marty, you know, during the, that time. Because you see, Marty just has had this storied career where Sean Avery is nothing but this teeny little footnote. Sean Avery, yeah. the only claim to fame he has is that when he fucked with Brodor. So he has to constantly talk about it. That he has nothing thing. else. You think Marty Brodor you, goes to bed at night thinking about Sean Avery? No, but I, I bet you Sean how, Avery does. I don't does. care what your allegiance is to like the Rangers. If you're going to actually sit there and listen to a player like Sean Avery try to like beat down the accomplishments of Brodor as being nothing, if you respect that guy as a hockey player for that, you're full of shit. Exactly. Because it has like no merit. I felt like like it's ridiculous. Yeah. And if that yeah. dude played for us, we would be saying that he's a fucking embarrassment and he should not yeah. be, you know, all that. Yeah. But Ranger fans will stick up for Sean Avery until the day right. they that's die. Why, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but no, he, he's a he's a bush league piece of garbage. So but it would have to be Claude, right? I mean, this guy um, was attacked like it was like you knew it was going to happen. It was like uh, yeah. Like if you want to say almost. like, I mean, the fans hated him, and the players I'm sure hated playing against him. But I'm sure that the players playing against him also respected the shit out of him. Um, yeah. Where a guy like Sean Avery, I don't think he had that. Um, I, I mean, no, he, he was, was probably a guy hated. that his teammates were probably like, "Oh man, shut the fuck up." You know who I hated playing and I hated seeing on the ice. Maybe the most hated player when I was, you know, back in our twenties and stuff when it was the Devils and the Maple Leafs were playing every other year. Ty Domi, I yeah. absolutely despised Ty Domi. Uh, he seems like a wonderful human being. I mean, I hated him so much. I was now. like, it's Ty Domi's fault that Niedermeyer hit him in the head with a stick. He <laughs> oh, baited <I> him. That. <laughs> you know, but now, oh, yeah, that, that's right. Like, he's always at devil games for some reason. Like, I feel like he's, even when his son's not playing, like, I feel like he just, I know him and Danico are really close, but he's, like, always yeah. in the stands now and stuff. And they interview him once in a while. Like I said, he seems like a wonderful person, but I absolutely despise I hated him. hated him. Do you guys remember when uh, McSorley hit Brochier in the head with the fucking stick? Oh, yep. I mean that was that was insane. But you know, that so, was Ty Domi. Didn't he like? weren't there like? Wasn't there talk that Marty McSorley was going to be brought up on charges for that? Oh like, yeah, it was yeah a I remember big that deal. Was yeah, big that was deal. a big deal because he almost big killed deal. him. And with 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 Ty, you know, I I've always had a place in my heart for those kind of players. But with Ty, I kind of lost a little bit of respect for him recently because uh, he was talking shit about Scott Stevens, saying Scott Stevens was nothing but a pussy. Um, and it's, I just Ty Domi said this that? about Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a big thing. Uh, he Ty Domi said that he never really wanted to go. Basically, he was basically like a, a fake. You know, and he definitely looked that up. It was a big thing. This I year. do remember that. Um, yeah, so I lost fighting is one thing, him, but to call yeah, I, How yeah, I don't many like it now either. <laughs> cups does Ty Domi have? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I think it's a yeah. goose egg, right? I think it's yeah. three three less than Scott Stevens. <laughs> yeah. Scott Stevens, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of lost a little respect for that because, you know, most of these guys, when they retire... Yeah, I didn't know he said that. That's pretty messed up. Shit. Especially yeah, being was... tight with Dano, like... Yeah. You wouldn't yeah. think, you know... Like, that's the captain, dude. That's the yeah. captain. Like, you don't talk yeah. shit about the captain. So. I always fucking hated Messier, of course. You know, yeah. how could you not? As a Devils fan, he was like the spokesperson to the... You know, I mean, especially when he called it, which... Like I said, man, what overtime goal different? He was would have looked like an ass, but yeah, I mean, I have to say there there was a ranger though that I I met. He was an amazing person, one of the nicest guys I've ever met. No, Brian Leach. 
Brian Leach was a fantastic person. We had gotten tickets. A uh, friend of the family worked for Ronald McDonald House, and Brian Leach does a big charity every year with the Ronald McDonald House. And it was at Rockefeller Center. It was a big auction. John Davidson and Sam Rosen were there. They were doing the auction. What a um, duo. Yeah, exactly. And they were just <laughs> as bad at the auction. Uh, Rod Gilbert was there. Brian Leach was there. A lot of the old Rangers. Tom Pody, uh, Caparitis. And it was at Rockefeller Center. And me and my nephew went. And he was the goalie at the time. And they had the whole ice rink closed for the, uh, the, the you know, the Brian Leach's uh, charity event. And we were able to skate at Rockefeller Center with all of these Rangers, with nobody else on the ice. I have to say, I do absolutely despise the Rangers, but that was an awesome night. And the whole night I'm going... Man, I wish this was the Devils. <laughs> I really was. I actually, I, I, refu- I bought my nephew a Ranger jersey so he can get all the signatures. Like, I refuse. I was like, my, my yeah, mother never. was going to get it. She's like, you want me to pick you up one? I'm like, why? So I can burn it? No, I don't want to. But, <laughs> but well, he has it up in his room till this day. And it is signed by so many old Rangers. It's very, very cool. Brian Leach was awesome. Super. Taking pictures, talking to pe- everybody there. Like, just a good dude. I've met Brian Leach, and he's a great player. He was. He made a 96 Olympic team. I am the Brian team was Leach. awesome. Yeah, yeah I mean, he was, was good, a couple man. guys. Adam Graves was cool. There was a few dudes I had met through when I was younger that were, you know, it was just, like I said, the guys like Messier stand out to me because it was just not, he wasn't even, you know, fan-friendly. No, but we talked about, yeah, I mean, we still friends. talk about Messier now when he's on ESPN and stuff. And, yeah, he just looks like he's pissed off all the time. Like, he looks like that man has never had a fun day in his life. Um, you know, yeah, he it's just seems like eagle. a dick. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I think we're going to wrap it up for the night. Um, Dan, oh, thank Dan, God. Dan said he was going to try and pop on, but I guess he got jammed up down there. He was going to try and, and do a quick call in, but we'll get him next time. He'll be back soon. Uh, guys, listeners, thank you so much for checking us out. And remember, wherever you're listening to us, give us five stars. Uh, give us a, a thumbs up rating. Tell a friend. Subscribe. Go to the YouTube channel, subscribe. That really helps us promote the podcast. Uh, For Tony, Bobby, I'm Chris. Thank you guys so much for listening. We're just going to cut it off because we don't have the outro Dan does. So we'll see you when we see you. Bobby, sing for us. Sing us. Sing for us, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) It's over, Johnny. It's over. All right. That was a good show, guys. Was it over? Yeah.